Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by the man himself, Derek Terry. Derek, how are you? Doing well, Sean. Fall, fall is here. It's here. That's gross, but uh, it's here. It's it's a gross day down here in Eastern yeah. Kentucky, but man, you can feel it in the air. Fall is here. Pumpkin spice is near. And all these other things. I love pumpkin spice. I know that's probably not a popular opinion with everybody, but give me all the pumpkin spice in my coffee. That's that's just who I am. Do you uh do you like ice cream? I do. If you go to uh, I'm sure they sell it in other places. I shop at Kroger. If you go to Kroger, check out the Ben and Jerry's pumpkin cheesecake. Limited edition right now, just kind of a fall flavor. Check that out. You'll be a fan. And I'm gonna tell that to all of our listeners if you like ice cream. Check out the pumpkin cheesecake. From this is not a paid sponsorship. This is just me uh, <laughs> telling you to try it out. I uh, bought it for my wife, and I'm not really into pumpkin stuff typically. This is very good, though. I would recommend it. I'm, I'm a huge fan of pumpkin spice. I'm going to give that a shot. But McDonald's pumpkin iced coffees, my go-to. Like, as soon as it starts, I'm rolling up to McDonald's drive-thru. This was a month ago. They started getting them out there. So I'm, I'm all about a pumpkin spice iced coffee. But you know what else I'm all about? I'm all about some football schedule. And even though we're in the midst of 2021 right now and Kentucky has a massive game in Columbia this weekend, Derek, I'm also looking ahead to what they're going to do in 22. And we, we, knew the non, we knew the opponents and things like that. We just didn't know where they were going to be. But now we have an entire schedule to break down. We're not going to get into what we're going to predict record-wise because we have no idea what these rosters are going to look like. But the SEC did – kind of have a night to itself last night. It's, and it's a fun night to me to kind of look ahead and see what everybody's going to be doing. And there's there's people that are like, why are we still, why are we talking about 22 when we should be worried about South Carolina? Well, you know, it's not going to hurt to look ahead for just a moment. Yeah, I mean, whether uh, – I mean, if you don't want to talk about 2022, you don't have to, I guess. <laughs> uh, but they did go ahead and release uh, the schedule. And uh, we did know some things that like we knew the four, obviously, you know, Louisville's always going to be on there, but, you know, we knew the four non-conference opponents. I mean, you can even go into the future, like you already know the four non-conference teams for next year. And like, basically they put it in order last night. You can go to fbsschedules.com. You can go to 2023, two years from now. And, you know, every, well, actually this might be a little bit different because Texas, I know you might be joining that season. So, as of now, though, you know, without any other conference realignment, um, you would have had an idea of what it would have been. But, Sean, you're right. The schedule came out. Um, it's a different it's a different lineup for sure uh, compared to this year. I mean, you have, you know, this year you get a kind of – you wrap up conference play somewhat early. I mean, they still play two games after the conference slate ends. Next year, I mean, they play from October 1st until the Louisville game at all conference games. And uh, I guess one good news, one good thing, though, if you're a season ticket holder or just someone who likes going to the games, eight home games next year. Yeah, it, it's a it's an entirely different schedule when you look at it, the way it's pieced together with the, the, the start, non-conference three or four, on the road to Florida. It seems like every time, other than last year, and we know that the COVID schedule moved Florida to late in November, but it seems like every time Kentucky has to go to – Florida it's always in week two Derek and that's a tough game to kind of jump out honestly two tough SEC games to start conference play you're at Florida and then you're at Ole Miss three weeks later that, that's a tough start even though we don't know anything about these teams we expect both of those road trips to, to be tough on Kentucky 
Yeah, I was thinking about this last night when I was looking at it. And you're right. It's almost like not even worth trying to dig into, like, what UK might look like, what Florida might look like. But what we do know from UK, more than likely, especially defensively, just given the obvious that there's 10 seniors, there's a pretty good chance they're going to be young on that side of the ball to start the year, not quite as experienced. You know, not not a ton of new guys on that side of the ball. I mean, you're still going to – should have J.J. Weaver back. Trevin Wallace should be ready for a bigger role. Jared Casey will be there. Carrington Valentine, you know, so on and so on. Um, some guys in the secondary. But you will have a chance through your first four weeks to play teams you should beat. Miami, Ohio is the first game on September the 3rd. And then after they go to Florida, they come back and play Youngstown State which is obviously their SCS opponent, and then Northern Illinois, who they've never played before, Sean. I don't know if you knew that or not. I looked that up last night. First time they've played these guys. That, that They've had some years, NIU has, where they were very good, um, competed for the MAC championship. Not sure how good they are right now, though. But uh, I guess what are your thoughts overall? Do you prefer, if you're going to have, if you're going to be breaking in a lot of new guys, to have the kind of schedule like that? Um, because the trade-off to that is once you get into the thick of this thing, it is tough week in and week out. I would have liked to have seen Florida third game instead of second. I would have liked to have had Miami of Ohio, Youngstown State, and then a road trip to Florida with that many young guys we're expecting to be kind of broken into on the defensive side of the ball, Derek. But overall, when you look at the schedule, it, it kind of comes down to the middle of it again to me, just like we're looking at this year. We're talking about not this week at South Carolina, but moving forward next week it's a lot more brutal then than it is moving into 22, but you can also see that Kentucky is going to make a name for itself from October 1st through November 5th is where I think that they're really going to have to win some games next year if they want to have another good year. I mean, you got at Ole Miss, South Carolina, Mississippi State back-to-back at home, a perfect bye week, in my opinion, right there before a road trip to Tennessee and a road trip to Missouri. If they could – we have no idea what Kentucky is going to look like or what these teams are going to look like, but – I think we can already kind of determine that that stretch of the schedule is where it's going to be either a really good season or average season or something less. Yeah, I mean, this can certainly be up for debate. I know uh, I saw mixed reaction from people. Some people thought it was not that bad of a schedule. Some people thought it was pretty tough. My initial impression was that it was tougher than this year, but that's without really knowing what other teams are going to be. And you can say, you know, all the teams are the same except for your swapping Ole Miss for LSU. Well, that's true. But where you play teams, I mean, this year, you know, there's a brutal stretch coming up after, I mean, I would, I would define this as a tough game as well. So, I mean, you're talking about this year going to South Carolina, coming home for Florida and LSU and then going to Georgia. And then you have the bye week. I think starting your conference slate at Florida and at Ole Miss is pretty difficult. Um, You know, they not played at Ole Miss since 2010, but, you know, they, they won at Florida in 2018, got crushed. Like, well, the final score ended up being bad last year, but they were somewhat competitive for most of that game against Florida. But um, to me, Sean, the way I look at it is um, I don't see an easy conference game on the road at all. No. I, mean, I think all four of those are tough at Tennessee are. and at Missouri or the others. They are. And I was about to to jump into this, and I don't, I don't want to sound – I don't want this to come off as negative because I think that this should be the goal if you're a fan. If you can go in those four road games next year and win two of them, go two and two on the road in league play, I think you're doing really well. Uh, considering at Tennessee, at Missouri, back-to-back, and then you have Ole Miss and Florida, not saying that they can't win three, Derek, but, I mean, I think two and two – that would be pretty good considering you play eight home games that I think when you look at the home games with Kentucky, Louisville, 
Vandy, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Youngstown State, Miami, Ohio, Northern. I think they can win seven of those. I mean, I, Georgia would be the one that I'd say – I mean, obviously, until Kentucky beats Georgia, we're not going to even really say that they can do it. They have to do it one time before we can give them a chance to really do it. So I think that you're looking at win seven home games and then you try to split the road, you're looking at another good year. Yeah, I mean, I think – the South Carolina and Mississippi State back-to-back, those are huge games. You, you need to take care of business at home against those teams if you're going to have um, a good year. I mean, you could start – even if they lose to Florida and Ole Miss, you could start you could still start three and two and come home and have a chance to, to improve to five and two going into that bye week. Yeah. I don't want to say it's best-case scenario just because it's hard to say at this point, you know, what they might look like. I mean, who knows that. Ole Miss is going to have probably a new quarterback. I mean, will Lane Kiffin flirt with some other jobs? Who knows? But, I mean, I think they're building a pretty good program right there. Um, but still, I mean, wouldn't you rather still play Ole Miss than obviously Alabama? You don't want to play Alabama. Uh, well, if there's a game on the schedule that fans should circle and say, I want to go to next year, it's go to the Grove. That That's my personal recommendation. I've been there as a fan. In 2009, I believe, or 2010, whatever Randall Cobb's last year was, I went down there, a beautiful campus, a beautiful environment, a fun environment to be in. Uh, Now with Lane Kiffin there, Derek, I'm I'm sure it's an even more fun environment than what it has been. I mean, they're excited about football in Ole Miss. That would be my recommendation if you're asking me, because I have people ask me, what road trip should I do? So out of Florida, Ole Miss, Missouri, Tennessee, I, I say go to Ole Miss because you never know when you're going to go back the way the SEC schedule works. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, don't go to Missouri. <laughs> don't want to go there. That's not the, that's not a fun trip. Um, nah, I'm, I'm kidding. Go wherever you want to. But, yeah, I've, I've not been to Ole Miss for a football game. I've been down there for basketball. Um, yeah, I guess my overall thoughts is, again, it's, it's just hard to pinpoint what some – I mean, you're going to have – Carolina and year two under Beamer, Mississippi State should be year three under Leach. And then, you know, that Missouri game is going to be a battle every time, I think. Yeah. Every time they play those guys, it's going to be a tough one next year, I think. Um, I don't know. I don't want to put, obviously, we'll, we'll have plenty of time to break it down and go through and do win-loss yeah. records, things like that. But uh, I, I guess – one thing that I think has been beneficial the past few years for Kentucky that they do not have on this schedule is the um, either FCS or out-of-conference opponent prior to playing Louisville. 
I think you play four straight conference games. That's pretty tough at Tennessee, at Missouri, at home against Vanderbilt, and then against Georgia before you play a pretty big game against Louisville. I think that is uh, – I think it's, that's, it's a little tougher because it seems like these last few years they could kind of – well, do what they tried to do last week, kind of rest some guys and get them prepared <laughs> for that season finale. Well, go back to 2017, the last time Louisville game followed Georgia, and that was the game at Kroger Field where Kentucky did not play well. When, also, when, they played at Vanderbilt that week before. Um, so my thing would be, like, can we switch these games up a little bit? Like, how many years have they played Vanderbilt, Georgia, and Louisville to close the year? I mean, this is – it's happened at least once before. It did happen, yeah, 2017, I believe, right, at Vandy and then at Georgia and then Louisville at Kroger Field. So you, I would, I'd like to switch those for sure. But overall, eight home games. And I know it's not the teams coming to Kroger Field that really get you excited outside of Georgia. In Louisville, I mean, South Carolina and Mississippi State are always good games, but it, it's always like that. The, the Louisville game getting moved to that year helps the home slate if you're a fan. I think it's I think it's a good thing. Uh, I mean, obviously, when I was going to games as a kid, Tennessee, Florida, Louisville all in the same year, that was fun, Derek, but it, it kind of loads up one year, and then the next year is not as good if you're a season ticket holder. I think if you're a season ticket holder, you're a fan of having Louisville move to the same year as Georgia and Florida – and Tennessee staying together in some of those bigger games. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I'm actually looking ahead to 2023 just to see. And, again, this these all might get changed around. But if you're looking ahead, um, Alabama is supposed to be coming to Kentucky <laughs> in 2023. <laughs> that would be the same year Florida's coming to town too, right? Florida will be here. Tennessee will be here. And uh, Missouri. So, I mean, there will be some huge games that year. If, if that's how it stays, I mean, uh, I don't think anyone anticipates that Texas and OU are actually going to stay in the Big 12 until 2025. So, um, going back to 22, though, I mean, I think we just wanted to get on here and kind of discuss since it was, you know, something that if they had – if the SEC Network had been planning that for a while, I must have missed it because it really snuck up on me yesterday when they tweeted that they were going to be unveiling it. And, of course, I mean, like we knew the opponents already – um, but to put it out there in order, I mean, you can kind of look at some games that will be tougher. I mean, I like having the bye week before Tennessee. Um, if there is an advantage at all for Tennessee, though, I wouldn't say it's an advantage, but it maybe negates UK's bye week a little bit is uh, I believe Tennessee plays its FCS opponent yeah. the week before. So they won't have like a, a grueling game, or at least you wouldn't think so uh, before they play Kentucky. But I mean, that final five game stretch, it's it's critical because outside of Georgia, you know, Kentucky probably needs to win four of those yeah. to kind of maintain some kind of where they are in their, in their standings. You know, Tennessee, you know, Kentucky crushed them. The last time they played down there, Heupel in year two was going to have that penciled as a game that he needs to win. Same deal with Drinkwitz at Missouri. I mean, I think those are two tough back-to-back road games they uh, are. for the U.K. They are. And we have no idea what this U.K. roster will look like. Um, you know, we know that they're going to lose some key players, obviously, Derek. But this time last year, we had no idea that Wondell Robinson would be the leader of this offense, that Will Levis would be the quarterback, that Josh Ali wouldn't Luke Fortner and these guys are back for another year. Dare Rosenthal <laughs> playing the tackle position. We had no idea. We have no idea what it's going to look like. We know the transfer portal. Kentucky, I think, is going to be a program that's kind of going to try to use that to its advantage, Derek. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not ready to sit here and say, well, it's not going to be a good year for Kentucky because they're going to be building back. We don't know that. We have no idea. All we know is that it's another schedule. 
and that we've talked about it. We've just talking about the way it's laid out and things like that should be another fun year in the SEC. I'm definitely looking forward to that trip to Ole Miss on October 1st. Obviously, I've already said that. If, if you can, if you have a chance to go to that game, I highly recommend making it down there uh, to watch a football game. But Derek, I, th- I think that pretty much covers everything that we wanted to do with this episode, just to get on here and just talk about it, lay it out there, and just uh, just go through the schedule. And we will make our predictions uh, probably, what, 10 months from now? That's <laughs> when we'll probably yeah. predict who's going to win these games and things. But Kentucky obviously has a big game this weekend at South Carolina, Derek, and However they finish in 21, it's going to have the perception and change the perception of how people view them going into 2022, 20, regardless of who's back and and, ever, and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, this episode will be up before, but planning to have a guest. I don't know if this episode uh, with Colin Taylor will run later on Wednesday or Thursday, and we'll have to decide that later, I guess. But um, we'll hop back in and talk some – talk some South Carolina and then of course Friday we'll give our picks and talk about the game a little bit more and then head on down south uh to to one of my favorite states actually big fan of the state of South Carolina I'm always looking forward to getting down there so um of course if you forgot whatever seven o'clock ESPN2 I think that's right that's right isn't it yeah seven o'clock on ESPN2 we'll both be there we're expecting a wild atmosphere in Columbia. I've been on their social media accounts, Derek, and it seems like they've had that first game that they had down there was just unbelievable. Even the atmosphere last week was unbelievable. And they're, I mean, they're preaching a sellout and everything oh, yeah. uh, this week. Big recruiting weekend for them as well. I want to throw this out there. Uh, Dane Key, of course, UK is one of their, one of UK's top targets at wide receiver is planning to be at South Carolina this weekend. So you can take that a couple ways, I think. I mean, you could say, hey, this kid's pretty serious about South Carolina to be taking another visit down there. He's already officially visited there. I believe he's already officially visited there. I think this is an unofficial. Or you can look at it and say, a little curious that he's planning to go the weekend that they're playing Kentucky. So you could use it. I feel like maybe there's something to it that, you know, he's going down there the weekend that UK plays there. So, of course, he's already visited UK, I think, I think he might have been there the first two weeks. He's definitely there the first weekend of the season. But uh, that was a little recruiting news. I wanted to share that uh, as it's planned, uh, Dane Key will be down in Columbia on Saturday night. That's a big one. That's a chance for Kentucky to put on a performance, even though that they're not hosting him, Derek. So that's a massive weekend. I'm looking forward to it. I know you're looking forward to it. Our listeners are certainly looking forward to it. But as always, this episode is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, Palmville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. If you're not making it out to Columbia, South Carolina this weekend, make it out to one of those three locations to watch the game. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.